0: Chicago. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bridging Chicago. I'm Ross Murphy, your host for today's episode. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube or Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, where our handle is Bridging Chicago. Today, I'm joined by Dan Weiss, the owner of Dollop Coffee. A coffee shop that has 19 locations around the city of Chicago. Dan, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So, Dan, what brought you to Chicago? Uh, born and raised, uh, grew up in Rogers Park. Um, so my parents uh, my parents brought they you. did it. Yeah, it was their <laughs> fault. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what about the city has made you want to stay over the years? That's a great question. Um,
1: you know, in the in the summer in the spring we get sort of uh, you know, we sort of get hypnotized by like how beautiful Chicago can be, mm-hmm. how how it feels, and then in the winter every year, if you're if you've been here for your whole life, you're just like, what? Uh, how, how did I stay here? You know, no matter what, it's mm-hmm. it's unavoidable. There's this this just this yin and yang of the city, but I think overall, when you when if you I've done a bunch of traveling and like, there's only a few cities that really
0: compare. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like Chicago is. It kind of does have it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's kept me here this far. Yeah, the winter you're right. The winters can be a little rough, but summers, oh, spring, fall, they make up for it for sure. Better. Yeah, and so we know Chicago loves its neighborhoods. Can you tell me what uh, you loved about Rogers Park and what made it unique? Great place to start, all up? Uh, well, so the first up location was
1: actually in Uptown, which is just about ten minutes from Rogers Park. Um, uh, in two thousand five. Uh, the original dollop location opened, uh, two of my friends at the time, uh, I introduced them actually to open it and, um, they cared about it, but they didn't love it. And they had other jobs. And, uh, I was at the time I was, I was a full-time musician mm-hmm. and I needed something to sort of ground me and, um, uh, sort of a more serious, like when I'm in town, I need a job I was touring mostly at at the time okay and um, I found an opportunity in 2011 to 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 acquire the shop from them and took it over then so I was in love with coffee though you know since I was a kid sure I grew up um, sitting in coffee shops writing in coffee shops
0: just the community um, aspect and um, the culture and the the
1: vibrance of coffee um, how it allows us to socialize it brought me to coffee mm-hmm. and so when I had the opportunity to uh to step in and acquire dollop
0: I sort of never looked back from that From that moment yeah oh, that's wonderful you've grown it to 19 coffee shops at this point it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's pretty strange when yeah. you say that out loud yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard to believe I feel like yeah. I see you guys everywhere when I'm
1: just walking around yeah we're, we're, we've, we've grown and um you know I, I love I love I love the business I love um I love opening up in these different neighborhoods and getting to learn about them. Uh, we design each of our shops is uh, is different based on where we are. So um, if you you know if we open one in Rogers Park or in Evanston or or in downtown, it's going to look like it belongs where it belongs. Um, and we do that to, to uh, because we know our place and we want to be part of the community. We don't want to dictate um, how you know how um, a cafe should be in a neighborhood. We want to be that. We
0: want to become the neighborhood and learn from the neighborhood. Yeah, so you're big, but you're also connected to your individual neighborhoods that you you guys are a part of. Certainly. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I want to go back and ask you about music Um, because we've heard that there are definite benefits to kids when being involved in music. When you were growing up, did you feel like, or looking back on your your childhood, do you feel like music helps you become who you are today? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, You know, I, I don't know what,
1: Uh, how everybody looks at music um but for me personally um it it got me through um didn't get me through but it 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 brought me joy and made me start thinking about culture and art Mm -hmm. I think from from when I was a kid I know everyone's affected differently um but for me uh
0: I can't imagine where I would be without finding music when I was a kid Mm -hmm.
1: and just closing my door and diving into to to, you know, to art and that
0: capacity. Just jamming out. Getting used—that's awesome. What kind of what kind of music uh, did you grow up like playing and uh, being a part? Of? Mo- mostly when I was—you know—I grew up in
1: the in the um, in the eighties and nineties, so mostly hip hop and and rock from from when I was a kid. Nice, yeah. Very nice, yeah. But Do you
0: still practicing at all, or like do you still? Uh,
1: yeah, I still I still decide. do it. I still write and record. I can't tour as much because I have four kids, mm-hmm. which is uh, a business and, and multiple businesses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's tough, but I still do. It's still a very important part of my life and a big outlet for me still for, um, it's still like my number one way of how I express myself to this day. Yeah. So, but now it's just in my car when I have like 10 minutes to just jot something down yeah. rather than, you know, making a whole night,
0: day or night of it like when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's awesome that you're still practicing, right? You never let the, the, the passion die. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, I've had to learn to be like prolific
1: and quick about expressing myself. Because no one cares anymore, you know. What I mean? It's all about the it's all about the kids and the businesses now. So sure. if I want to take care of myself or do any self, you know, self care with with writing, is just get it out while you can, while you have a few minutes, and then open the door and get back to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, not. but wow, that's wonderful though. Yeah. Um, when you were thinking about starting DollUp, uh, what scared you about become like being an entrepreneur? I know you didn't start it necessarily, but you bought it when, in its infancy. Um, what scared you about being an entrepreneur, and uh, what kind of personality does it take to be that type of bad person? Um, I, what? So there are certain things, you know.
1: So I, I have anxiety. You know, I have like a, I have, probably have an anxiety disorder, like many people do. It doesn't, It doesn't sort of come up and 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 manufacture itself in business and in Ooh. coffee. Like it's, it's never been. I've never been afraid to to try a new location or you know do a campaign or 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 hire this person. That's not really what what I mean. You know, it's not how my um, how it shows its its unfortunate uh, you know side. So for me, you know, business and growth, it was just like let's do this. Like we, uh, there weren't enough coffee shops. It was two thousand eleven. It wasn't like it is now. We're you know it wasn't a saturated market at all. There was only a few. Real players in the Chicago coffee scene at that time. Mm. There's Intelligentsia and Metropolis, and um, there was a few others that were just starting. But it just wasn't like it was just essentially Starbucks, and the mom and pops were really small. So I saw I saw a hole and just said, "Let's go, let's dive in." Yeah. And I, I was a, I'm able to just like with my music, I'm able to be very confident and sort of to be honest, that's sort of the best version of myself okay. when it comes to ambition. Yeah. And that is so. You know, it's, I don't doubt in, in terms of like, of, of, of the that drive. That's interesting, you're just born to be an entrepreneur in some ways, right? Maybe, like, it's it's got its blessings and its curses though. I mean, you know, my wife does not like that about me, that I'll just, <laughs> I'll go and I'll try and I'll try. It's like, hey, slow down, settle down, see, you know, smell the roses, but that it just, that's kind of how I'm built, you <laughs> know? It,
0: for better or for worse, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. What what sorts of personality traits has being an entrepreneur brought out in you? I guess that makes you see uh, like uh, uh, future entrepreneurs can you know have it seeing themselves uh, to give them the confidence to do that sort of work. Well, I and mean, when you're, I think if you're if you're going to if
1: you're going to put money and time and resources and, or other people's money and time and resources into something, you have to uh, you have to sort of. You, you need to push somewhat blindly once you commit, mm. you have to, because you can't overthink it. You don't have time. It, time When time when the clock starts ticking, when you're doing business, it's like, you got to go, you have to move. And you have to just proceed full throttle into into what you believe in, or you will probably find a way to fail. And it's very easy to fail, you know, statistically, we're all born to fail, apparently, right, in terms of business. Mm-hmm. so. It's not the time or the place to overthink or to dwell or to, or to let yourself drown. Mm-hmm. So, either either do it or don't. That's my my thing. It's like when when you decide you're going to do it, when you, when it's time to commit, you got to go. Yeah, You got to go. You can't be halfway committed. Absolutely, absolutely not. No, that's just no. not going to work. You can be that's halfway true. committed until you commit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So you mentioned uh, anxiety, uh, and we know that that's something that many people are dealing with, but uh, mental health is being seen as more important now than before. Uh, do you think that's something that people should continue to focus on and should find a way uh, to talk about, uh, just mental health? Definitely, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, so we have probably, uh, let's say, just
1: roughly 150 plus employees at dollar. And um, the moment anybody comes to a manager or to me and says, since, something's not going right for me. I need a break. I need a. I need a. I need a minute. I need a day off. I mean, how can you ignore that? Like, how can you? So I think, like, I think what we as as you know, society has dictated. You know, I think um, I think very positive that that we're starting to be. People are starting to be more broadly accepting of mm-hmm. like being open about your mental health challenges. I think when you have to hide it from your your boss or your partner, um, I think that's when it's. I think it's just super easy to to then uh, sort of let it let it build up and just it sounds sounds simple when i think it and say it but you can't really you how can you be your best you if you're just like if you're not yourself mm-hmm. so you know for me and for and for within our company you know we're really open about it um i understand that there are i mean in some fields you might not you might not have the luxury of of uh, of taking that, you know, taking a break. But, but I like what I do because of that. I like that we, we all, you know, the people that work in coffee are have the, um, they they can come to work, and the job is it's not that serious. I mean, we're just making we're just we're serving coffee and making people happy. It's a hospitality job. You know, you know, you shouldn't be that stressed out about about making coffee. Yeah. So um, so we're super supportive of that. And, I think you know my, my dad is a psychologist, and so it's never um, there was too much sharing, uh, you know, growing up. Um, yeah. But now, as I'm as I'm older and as I have kids, it's, it's really it's really important to stop talk about it and take time. I mean, what's the you know? There's no rush. It's
0: it's super important. Yeah, it is, and it's interesting. We're you, just talking about how you got to be fully committed to growing a business and whatnot. But like, if you or one of your employees are hampered by some sort of mental health challenge or emergency, God forbid, it's hard to be fully committed, right? It's hard to really be driving, uh, driving a business along. So it's, it's, it's no benefit to anybody to have anybody at half the fold or, or not
1: fully there with their mental health. That's totally true. I mean, there's a time when you have to, you have to go through with something no matter what mm-hmm. and you got to just kind of fake it. Mm. But ideally you're surrounded by people that, that that you you know, there are there there are also moments when you don't have to fake it. And I think that's just a balance. Right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you guys at Dollop have such an incredibly good culture of fostering a good mental health environment that it probably makes it easy for people to stay in a good I mind. T- I think we
1: try. I think yeah. I think it's just to us, just, to me, it's just normal stuff. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not like uh, I'm following a trend of, of what everyone is, is going through and going, you know, and being a part of, it's just, uh, for me, um, I try to uh, run my business like it's like it's a life, like it's our life, and so therefore that stuff is natural. I think it's just more natural
0: to us, that's all. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense yeah. So tell me what it's like being the boss. Um, you know, the buck stops with you in many ways. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's
1: cool. I mean, I'm trying to. Uh, funny enough, I'm tr- while I while I say I'm very supportive of everybody, I'm also trying to, at this very moment, be able to to um, just take a little bit of a, a step back and um, be a little bit less hands on and focus mm-hmm. on development more. It's hard when you have hundred and fifty plus employees and you want to go into every shop and talk to everybody and and be there for everybody and get a text from everybody I love that part of the job however it gets hard with growth so um, I'm steadily creating the appropriate uh, layers in between me and and uh, and, and sort of our, the, the every our everyday normal regular employee just because I can't succeed at being there for everybody, I I, I would fail, and so yeah. therefore, like I'm trying to get like more upper management and have more resources for our employees, while still being a friendly face and still being able to work from the cafes and meet people at the cafes and um and be I want I want to be, it's all, sorry I could ramble about what it what it feels like to be a boss all day. It's funny. Yeah. Like, I want to be the best. I want to be everyone's friend. I, I don't want to be anything any different. Um. Because I love being in cafes, I like working in cafes behind the counter too. But I can't be like, how could I be a, a successful? Um, how could everyone text me that a cooler is broken, or that, um, or that a, a lock is broken, or that we're out of medium cups? How could I do that for the for the at the at the scale? Yeah. So I um, I'm trying to create some some uh, some rubber in between so that I can just um, so I could focus on the future and and, and more importantly um, on the past on fixing and coming back and looking backwards on what we're doing mm-hmm. and always being better um, so I can't do that if I'm like totally um, engrossed in like the day to day Yeah, so um, absolutely. but that's a, not exactly what you asked but yeah, I like I like being the boss I like I like I like what I do I like um, I like that uh, being responsible for for the culture for, mm-hmm. for, from again you know my belief system is the company is by default in many capacities the company's belief system like I'm pretty liberal. I'm pretty liberal. The company is generally pretty liberal, you know, and, and um, I, I like all people from all over the universe and all shapes and sizes. And so we're accepting of all people. And so it's, it's pressure, but it's also very positive for me and very rewarding because I like where I work, you know, I like the people that come into,
0: into my world because of that, you know, absolutely. Your uh, your coffee shop definitely gives off, all of them that I've been to give off those warm, welcoming feelings that I exactly how I feel with you right glad now. To hear that. Um can we talk can you talk a little bit about like the development that's going on with dollop at the moment? Um are you expanding past nineteen into the twenties of locations, or is it more of going back, looking at you know how you guys came through COVID and whatnot, yeah. and trying to be better? Uh, where where is your time these days spent most? I think it's
1: both. I think there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, and there always is if you're if you're a business owner on on perfecting what you've already done, mm-hmm. doubling back, making sure that there's everything's healthy. I think there's a lot of that. For us, we're still only at about. 65% back sales revenue-wise wow, from COVID. So there's still work to be done. Um, I have great landlords, and really how that really really helps and make it, it makes um, coming back from from what everyone's uh, experienced. It makes it possible without without the relationships that. That I have, and I'm just super lucky to to know the people I know. We'd be closed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We'd be closed, and a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are in our shoes. So with that said, I'm always open and listening to uh, to opportunities. You can't not. Um, I'm I'm opportunistic by nature. I, I want to grow, but um, we're at a point where it's it, it, it's sort of I mean, it's not do or die time, but it's it's for us for Dollop, and I think for a lot of folks in our, in our shoes, we have to we have to prove that we're past COVID yeah. in order to really, really um,
0: look forward. And so what were some of those challenges in COVID? I'm sure I mean, a lot of businesses yeah. have the same challenges, but like, I mean, what were the biggest challenges you guys found at Dollop, uh, dollop uh, during COVID? Well, I mean,
1: it's, it's hard to answer that on a, on one, one level. It, it, to some degree, the, the initial challenges were will the managers come back to work yeah and, and, and how do i how do i make sure they want to come back to work and then it's well wait a minute it's not about what i want anymore it's what they need to do because if we don't come back to work we're not gonna we're not gonna make it mm-hmm. so there's this at first it's this fine line of um back to the mental health things like are we all ready to do this are we all ready to to to, to be a part of uh and to put ourselves out there and to masked coffee servers it's like it's crazy right mm-hmm. however if we don't open we're gonna close we're gonna go out of business so um at first it's just people and who and how how do we do what we do right as people mm-hmm. then people start coming back and it's but it's so slow right Business is so slow i mean and again this is not super unique to Dallas, but we're talking about shops that did 2000 to $3,000 a day doing a couple hundred dollars a day now mm-hmm. and it's in the most awkward capacity you could ever imagine it, right? And am I, you know, from my perspective, am I putting people's uh, life in, in danger right now? Like, what am I doing? Uh, should I even be open? Should people even come in from neighborhoods and be in these rooms together? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am, I a, am I a bad person for, am I, you know, is it, am I putting business first? by doing that so there was a lot of of self-reflection and just sort of those are some of the challenges I don't know I don't know how much business owners talk about that but like it was very very confusing Mm -hmm. then we start getting back into it sales are coming back to some degree not to normal but closer uh, you know we all pivoted to this mobile ordering thing. Do we want to keep doing that? We we um, we reduced our uh, the food prepared program just to make it quicker because we were short-staffed. Do we want to bring food prepared back? Um, do our hours expand? Um, these are these are these are some of the hundreds of challenges that the, the hospitality industry faces and still are facing. Mm-hmm. And now we have food costs skyrocketing, labor higher than ever. You know. Not so much in Chicago with the inflation pan, but, you know, we're, we're sort of in a little bubble here, obviously. People are still spending money yeah. for now, right? So um, all these challenges continue to be a serious, serious part of every business owner's sort of uh, mindset right now. It's it's not over, you know what I mean? Oh, so, certainly
0: not. Yeah. I'm sure it's, as a business owner, it's, you're never out of the woods. Never, <laughs> never, yeah, never. But, wow, it sounds like the moment COVID hits, everything gets throw it out like you are back to like the foundational questions of like how do I get my employees in here to do what we're going to do totally Totally. to the
1: business totally Um, it's back to basics and you just you figure out that you can doubt yourself in ways you never thought possible yeah that's just what that's what you go through in some ways you feel like oh I thought I'd made it past this point totally and making everybody happy is just a it's a it's a sick joke of a of a of a goal at this point, right? Because you can't, you mm-hmm. can't, and and you you also have to make you have to make the right choices for yourself, your family, everyone who works for you, everyone in your communities, all at the same time, without a second to choose, oh, right? That's I mean, wow. it sounds dramatic. It sounds like a like a rock movie. It's not though. It's just like, you know. It's but that's what it is. It's, it's crazy. crazy. You it's know? The reality yeah. of
0: business. Yeah. So I know that uh, we have a lot of, we have to think about of people's safety over everything, but people really need places to, like Dollop to be able to go into and have some sense of normal. And sometimes I'm glad you made it and opened your stores back up again. Uh, what kind of people does Dollop look for when they're bringing someone into shops to work? Um, you know, what, what types of employees are, have you found to be your most successful ones? Well, um, Samantha
1: was my, uh, sort of longest upper management, um, person, kind of our general manager. She, um, she makes fun of me all the time because, so I hired probably one through 70. I hired myself and my interviews are like super notorious for essentially, it's like you sit down and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And I look at you and you look at me and I'm like, I know already. (laughs) I'm just like, okay. Like yeah, this person's going to work here already, mm-hmm. and then I just I just try to um, we just talk. I ask a bunch of fairly basic questions. I'm like, I think I think it would be a good fit here, and they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. And I'm like, that's it. Let's, let's do this. Or I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be I I don't know if it's going to work for us or not. And so I'm I'm very much I want people to work for dollop who are super easy to talk to, who um, know uh, how how to not make a big deal out of nothing, mm-hmm. and. The coffee background and, and, and is is less important. Hospitality background is a very positive. It's a plus. Mm. Um, whether that's retail or any sort of, any sort of person to person work experience. However, if you're just like a, if you're just ready to go and you haven't done it, but you're personable and you uh, and you you're realistic about what working at a company means to you know, for yourself and your life. I'm in. I'm in. I'm not delusional. I don't. I don't hire. I'm not like. You know, it's the first day of your career. Your career at Dollar. Sure. To me, it's. It uh, coffee is very transitional. Just like people who live in neighborhoods are, and therefore you just have to. When you're in there, when you're when you're working, just enjoy it. Get the most out of it. If I think, I think that's the best way to say it. If I think you can get the most out of the job and still be and enjoy the job, you should work there. Okay, and it's that simple for us, right? If you want a career in coffee, I can provide that as well. And there are upper management, uh, you know, uh, leads and, and roles. However, it's like from a basic standpoint, like, can you be in a room with people and figure out a way to enjoy yourself and get the most of it? If you can't, if you're going to be looking at the clock and if you're going to be resenting, it, 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 you can't separate that. You can't find. For some people, it's a break, you know, working working in retail. So for some people, it actually is like I get to come and just. Just
0: focus on my job get away from my life yeah whatever that is the point is is like be in the room
1: be present get the most out of it and leave not hating yourself and uh you can work for dollars what a strange pitch
0: no i mean it's, it, I... it makes sense though i mean yeah, yeah. You're, you're, look, you're looking for people who come in want to be there because that shows that shows that that, that makes the customers feel good yeah when i go and grab coffee and the person's like happy it, Attentive and on top of like what my needs are for the three minutes I'm in the store. Yeah, it really it, it brightens my mood for the rest of the day. Yeah, I mean I, I don't want it to be artificial. Mm-hmm. You know I want you to
1: just be be just be yourself. Yeah, you can't fake that. Yeah, you're 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 in a moment in time in your life. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's it. Work is just a moment in your time in your life. It should never you should you should never put it outside those lines. When you do.
0: Who knows what can happen to you? You know what I mean? Who <laughs> know what are you getting yourself into? It's like Yeah, be overly overly consumed by Exactly. Yeah. Your coffee job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just no point. <laughs> yeah. So uh is growing incredibly have you guys found yourself getting into any community outreach projects or nonprofit work or anything along those lines yeah
1: i mean we always we're 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 we're, we try to be as generous as we can when we get um requests for for the the basic donations and and, and and of course sure um we've done you know throughout the years we do uh fundraisers for tragedies and natural disasters and all that stuff i think right now what we're really focused on from in that and that arena is sustainability i think right now we're i'm finally realizing the impact that that a, a 20 shop chain has uh from a sustainability standpoint so we're uh we're focused and we're committed uh um some pretty we're doing some pretty bold stuff right now internally we're um on october 5th or 6th we're launching our new um home compostable coffee bags so if you buy a retail bag of coffee, you come in, you buy, you know, coffee for your house to grind at home, that bag's home compostable. You can literally throw it in your compost at home, uh, which, is new, which is new. I mean, I, I've seen it, but I haven't seen enough and that, that's for sure. So um, that's going to launch. We're also committed to, we have, we're going to go all compostable with everything you get from a dollop. So if you get a pastry bag, a cup, anything that you take away that we use, we produce, it's all going to be compostable. And we're doing composting in our shops and some of the, the data that we're receiving from, what an impact that will make at the 20 location level um, in our neighborhoods are is just stack, it's staggering. So we're gonna be launching this green page from our website at topcoffee.com, and it's gonna be able to show and actually track what we're sort of doing for these neighborhoods, and we're hoping that by partnering with Waste Knot, for example, is a, a compost, compost company, mm-hmm. we're hoping that we can not only just make that impact at our shops, but also in our communities, and we can encourage people to compost and sort of be there for people as a resource in that capacity too. Oh, absolutely! That's that sounds wonderful. I mean, it's always good to get green, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's time. It's just, it's, it's sloppy for us not to at this point. It's you know what I mean. It's just it's irresponsible. So we're we're pushing pretty hard in, into that universe right now.
0: Yeah, I got. I gotta imagine the moment that you realize that you're like. Oh, we could be doing some compostable stuff here, and then every other every other coffee cup that goes out, you're just like, oh wow, yeah, that could have been totally <laughs> better waste.
1: Well, I also right, better thrown away. Right. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean, and I and i this is not a competition. You know what I'm hoping is that when we can show other other local cafes um, and companies in town what the transition is, and we have the resources built in now. It's like we we have a sustainability director. Um, Jacob is our sustainability director, in nice. and. and there are people that, that believe in, in, in sustainability to a point that they, they're going to map this out for us and they're going to create the roadmap. It's not that much more expensive. There's a cost. And some of that is, is inevitable. However, I think is, what do you, what do you, you're going to pay for something. What are you paying for? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, um, to a degree, right? So, uh, you'll spend a couple cents more. I think I know I will a couple cents more. There's a, there's always, everyone's got their limit, but, um, that's okay. Yeah. But I, I think, I think, uh, I think it's the right time so I, I hope other other coffee shops see what we're doing and say hey you know can we have the contact for your for your compulsive cups of course you can yeah like, do it please be the second uh coffee chain in chicago to to go all, all green if you can you know what i mean like and then be the be the 10th after that so it's not about
0: um we're not i don't want to hog this i want to share it yeah absolutely show that it can be done that's right absolutely that's right. uh so one last question yeah how do you take your coffee i if i'm drinking coffee straight it's black coffee because mm. Uh,
1: Jim, uh, our uh, coffee director, you know, and, and Emily at the pr- at, at production, they work very hard to really, really bring great coffee to us. And so I want to taste it. I want, I want to taste it. If I, if I want a, a, a like a more yummy drink, mm. I'll probably drink like a oat milk mocha. Okay. Like I'll go with like a mocha with oat mostly. Like I'm a big oat fan now. I used to do the soy when I was. Younger, but because okay. i 'cause I'm I'm pretty old. With soy was like the, the main alternative milk and now it's oat. So it's like oat mocha or like with, give me give me like a pour over of some like of, of our of single origin. Okay. Absolutely that sounds good. Yeah. I mean you go get
0: some coffee. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just, I, I just made myself thirsty yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well thanks for joining us, Dan. And uh, thank pleasure. you for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago Podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.bridgingchicago.com to check out all of our episodes and find ways to connect with our guests. You can also visit us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where our handle is Bridging Chicago. And be sure to visit Dollop Coffee at dollopcoffee.com, on Instagram and Twitter uh, at dollopcoffeeco, C-O, or one of their many locations around the city. Again, Dan, thank you for joining us. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah.